Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth interactive study of the Word of God. We're in a series called God's Mission, My Mission. It's your mission and my mission, joining God in His mission. Today, God's call to mission. I pray you'll be blessed as we study the Word of God together in an interactive way. So welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Welcome to the team. Good to see you. You look great today, and what a beautiful set we have here. We're so thankful for our media team that helps this to happen. We've got some remote team members joining us today. Let's see. Amy, great to have you back. Glad you're with us today. And Jamie Jean, always good to have you on the team. And Puya, great to see you. We're looking forward to a great study together. And we're all so happy that you're here with us. You know, people tell me, I'll raise my hand when you ask a question. And we'd love to hear from you how studying the Word of God has blessed your life. Here's a note from Summer in Jamaica. Anybody with Jamaican roots here? All right, Trisha Lee, give Summer a wave, will you? Pleasant day to you. My name's Summer. I'm writing from the beautiful island of Jamaica. I'm writing this email to thank you all for the work you've done. You have made an indelible mark on my Christian walk. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I grew up in the church. I thought I found faith. However, due to many circumstances that have taken place in my life, my faith slipped. Mm -hmm. And I was on the brink of letting go of my Christian faith and turning elsewhere. However, I remembered the Hope Sabbath School team. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And how they seem to be patient and faithful. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I have to hold on because there are people with hope on this journey. Amen. That's why we do what Praise we God. do. Amen. Wow. I'm so encouraged to keep going on and that there is a better place for me someday. God bless you all. Amen. 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 Summer, wow. you blessed our hearts. That's why we do what we do. And thank you that your testimony will have blessed someone else's heart. In fact, if you were blessed by that testimony from Summer, write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. We, we'll, we'll pass that on to Summer so that she can know that she was used to bless your life. Dorothy writes to us from Canada. Oh, we've got a Canadian on our oh. team today, Addison. Great to have you. This is from the other coast. Best regards in the name of Jesus, our soon coming king. I'm writing to you from Toronto, Canada, to express my delight in watching the interactive Bible study on Sabbath mornings, oh, when I was home during the pandemic. However, even though I'm attending church regularly now, I'm still watching Hope Sabbath School. <laughs> May God continue to bless your ministry so that many more people can be blessed and come to accept Jesus. Amen. So wonderful how the gospel is spreading across the globe. We know Jesus is coming soon. And that, says Dorothy, is very good news. Amen. Amen. Dorothy, thanks for writing to us from Canada. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor in South Carolina in the United States of America. And the donor says, it's been on my mind and heart to donate to somehow help the work of God be done. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just can't put it off any longer. <laughs> Please accept our donation to Hope Channel. May God bless you all, every single soul on the Hope Channel team, and all 
who help make this possible. That would be our support team, right? Mm -hmm. Our media team. Mm -hmm. May we all continue to spread the gospel and pray to go home very soon. From a couple in, in South Carolina and a donation of $5,000 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you, donor couple. You know who you are. Wave to South Carolina. But thank you to each one of you because we're all part. Remember in the previous program, someone gave $25? Mm -hmm. We're all part of the miracle, aren't we? That's right. And if you'd like to partner in the mission and say, I'd like to support this donor-supported ministry, you can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. And if you don't know how to give online by clicking on the donate button, you can find an address and write to us. We want to say thank you for your support. One last note from the country of Namibia. Can someone tell me where Namibia is? Someone says, it's a long way from here. It's former German West Africa. Mm. Now called Namibia, not far Zendili from your homeland of South Africa, right? Yes. I greet you all, Abraham writes, I greet you all, brothers and sisters. We are one family of hope waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Amen. I am a Hope Sabbath School member for about seven years now, and I listen to powerful testimonies here which encourage me in the difficult walk of life. Mm. The Word of God has never guaranteed us an easy life, but Jesus, in Jesus we are comforted in the valley of difficulties. Amen. Amen. I pray you remain strong and committed in spreading the Word of God. And Abraham concludes with these words, Maranatha! Soon Jesus will come. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for writing to us. And we'd love to hear from you. You say, Derek, really? Yes, because we want to hear how God is blessing your life through a study of His Word. Write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. And we would love to share your testimony on an upcoming program. Right now, we'd like to hear you sing. We've got a theme song for this series Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell. That's the mission, isn't it? I will tell of all your marvelous works. Let's sing it together. singing, I was just imagining the psalmist David 3,000 years ago singing that song. I don't know what the tune was, but he also wanted to be a witness, right? He had a mission, and we do too, so beautiful. We want to talk of all God's wondrous works as we share together today. Let's sing again. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice. 
Our topic today is uh, God's call to mission, and uh, we want to be part of that. So let's pray the Holy Spirit will guide us. Our Father in heaven, we just want to thank you that you call us to join you in your mission, mm. that you love every person on this planet mm. with an immeasurable and unfailing love, and you want to pour your love and your power into our lives so that we can join you in your mission. I pray as we study today that every Hope Sabbath School member would be blessed in a supernatural way, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we want to talk about moving outside of our comfort zone. What does that mean? Well, the word comfort, we know that. What does it mean, John, to move outside of your comfort zone? That's perhaps going into uncharted territory. Okay. Unfamiliar. We're going to start with a story in John chapter 11, where actually in an act of rebellion, people say, we're not going to move out of our comfort zone, even though God tells us to, and see the result of that. So let's start. Travis, could you start our study today in Genesis chapter 11? Uh, it's a story some may have heard or referred to as the Tower of Babel, mm -hmm. but it's actually a story about God saying, I've got a mission, and people making a choice whether to obey that call or not. Mm -hmm. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Mm. Now people say, what's wrong with building a city? Uh, what's wrong in finding a good location and all gathering there? Well... What had the Lord told Noah and his family after they had been saved from the global flood? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yes, Gladys. Yeah, he's going throughout, to go throughout the world and populate the world. Okay, so we're, of course, many millennia later, and he tells us to go out, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With a different reason, not just to populate the earth, but to tell people... About the good news of the salvation. The good news of salvation, mm -hmm. that's right. So... It's an act of rebellion back then to just all stay in one clump. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, is it an act of rebellion today to all stay in one clump rather than obeying? Mm. What causes people to do that, Stephanie? What, what is it about 
well, these are my kind of people. What, why are we so comfortable staying with our little group? Well, I, I think it does take us out of our comfort zone, but one of the things that comes to my mind is it doesn't give me the opportunity to truly trust God mm -hmm. and His ability yeah. to do whatever He wants to do in my life wherever He takes me. Mm. Okay, so, so stepping out of my comfort zone, whether back then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or now, requires really depending on God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anybody else? Gladys? Well, we, we like to have control mm. of our lives. Mm. We want to plan everything. We want to know how things are going to go. So when we are called to go somewhere else that probably we don't know the language, we don't know the culture, we don't know the people, we feel like, ah, I cannot control anything in there. Everything is variables. Back then, of course, they just had one language, so they didn't have an excuse to, to obey, right? True. Mm -hmm. I see a couple of hands raised. Uh, Jamie Jean. Yes, and I also noticed that they said they wanted to make a name for themselves. And I think that can be true for us today. Like, they didn't want to glorify God. They wanted to stay where they were comfortable and glorify themselves. And I think that can be true for us. If we're in an area where we're very comfortable, we can sometimes become very self-centered because we know we can succeed there. Whereas God may call us out so that we can glorify his name, so that we can do his will. Good point, Jamie. Mm. I think we, we, we feel comfortable when we think, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Whereas yeah. God's giving us God-sized assignments. Mm -hmm. So, Puya, yeah. uh, why, why, why do you think there's a natural tendency to just kind of stay with my own little group? I believe it's more comfortable to be where we're familiar with things, especially food, culture, language, and we belong with people we belong more with the people that we are alike and stepping out of our comfort zone would require us to become stranger strangers and it's not fun to be a stranger and feeling like you're you don't really belong to that new environment mm. we're going to talk about someone in just a moment who uh, who was asked to do just that to become a stranger, but let's kind of scan scripture. Can you think of some Bible characters who were willing to say, okay, God, you asked me to step out of my comfort zone, Addison, so I'm going to do it. I think of Moses. Uh, that was to, to step out in faith like that there at the burning bush, listen to the call of God to say, hey, be my agent to help bring my people out of Israel or out of Egypt into the promised land. And that took a tremendous amount of faith. And in part, Moses struggled with, with speech. Uh, this was something completely out of his comfort zone. So I have a question. It just came to my mind. Help me out, someone. Did he also have a choice? I don't know. How old was he when he went to live with Pharaoh's daughter? You know, maybe 12 years old. I mean, yeah. so could he have said then to his mother, her name was Jochebed, right? Mm -hmm. Not the Pharaoh's daughter. That wasn't his mother. Mm -hmm. Could he have said then... I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or had his mother said, God has a plan here, son. We don't know all of what it is, but your yeah. life was saved. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, yeah. what do you think? I think he could have, <laughs> but she was preparing him for that. Mm -hmm. His whole life. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, Samuel. And even after becoming familiar with the comfortableness of the palace, he could have not decided to go. Mm. But yes. he still went. That's Doesn't true. it say in the book of Hebrews that mm -hmm. he was willing to walk away mm -hmm. yeah. from mm -hmm. all of the comforts? Yeah, the yeah. treasures of mm -hmm. Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody else mm -hmm. that you think of willing to step out? Zandili? 
Uh, I'm thinking of Mary, the mother of Jesus. That was a big step out of comfort zone, right? <laughs> uh, she did step out for God, even though she was about to be married. But she took on the shame. She mm -hmm. took on everything of being with child mm -hmm. uh, without her being married to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, was, that was very courageous, wasn't it? Yeah. It tells us something about her character. Stephanie? I was thinking of Zacchaeus. Mm. <laughs> he stepped out of his comfort zone. <laughs> of Climbing the tree, you mean? <laughs> well, well, sure. Well, that's kind of out of the comfort zone, right? <laughs> a wealthy True. man climbing yeah. up a tree? Yes, but I was actually thinking of him making a complete 180 turn oh. from his friends who mm. believed in a certain way, and he completely turned away from that right. when yeah. God called Gave half of what he owned to the Absol poor, yeah. yes, mm. and and repaid everyone fourfold. Uh, we got several other hands, uh, Samuel. I'm thinking of Nicodemus mm. uh, being a member of the Sanhedrin, yes. and then at the end he comes and he stands up for Jesus after Jesus died. When mm. when all of the other disciples have run away, mm -hmm. yeah. he and Joseph, right? Yep. That that was courageous yep. stepping out, right, Gladys? I was thinking of Ruth. Yes. She was totally not of the Israelite, so she had all the reasons mm -hmm. not to go, and she chose to chose go. Chose to go back with to her mother-in-law, mother Naomi. Yes. Your people will be... With my people and your, and your God, God will be my I'm God. I'm going to leave Marduk and all the pagan gods and yes. follow yeah. the one true God of heaven? Yeah. That was courageous too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, if the only thing we learn from our study is that God's call is probably not to just try to stay out of trouble till Jesus comes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm. But actually, to step out of our comfort zone. Mm. Someone said in a previous program, just being on Hope Sabbath School. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Zandili first time? Yes. Was, was there, how did that feel? Ah, uh, it was not a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> stepping out a little, right? Yes. Uh, maybe when we feel, ooh, this is stepping out of my comfort zone, we may be, if we're listening to the Spirit, on track. Mm. Amen. Going to hold your first evangelistic meetings. Mm. I remember, Addison, you're here today in the studio. We, we went to Zambia together. We did. How, how did that feel in terms of comfort zone? Yeah, a tremendous step of faith. <laughs> I mean, you hadn't even heard me sing. <laughs> I invited Addison to be my singing evangelist, and I'd never heard him sing. <laughs> you say, Derek, how in the world? Well, Travis said he could sing. And I trusted <laughs> Travis. What did you see God do there? Miracle after miracle. It was probably one of the greatest experiences of my whole life. Mm. Wow. I haven't lived very long on, on this <laughs> earth yet, but it was so, uh, such a, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it's, it's awesome. yeah, yeah, there's no words. There's Is no words. God's yeah. call to mission a call to joy? Mm. Yes. yes. It may yes. be a call to sacrifice, yeah. a call to step out, right? Mm -hmm. of the comfort zone, but it's a call to joy. Amen. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that one other individual that we didn't mention yet, a, a man named Abram. Mm -hmm. We know him more by his new name, Stephanie, don't we? Yeah. But let's pick up the story, if you'd read for us in Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Um, we don't know much about him, except he was apparently wealthy, and uh, he lived in a city. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see what we learn. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you your name great, and you shall be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So how was that Samuel a call to mission? It wasn't just like, let's go on an adventure. Where where did you hear in those words a call to mission? The the word bless Mm -hmm. keeps on repeating in this words. You know, Mm -hmm. God wants to bless Abraham so that through Abraham, he can bless the whole world. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think anytime God calls us to step out for him, He's wanting to bless us mm-hmm. and through us bless others. Amen. So he's living in, uh, we, we discover, in a city called Ur, Ur. Uh, the Chaldees, right? Mm-hmm. And he's called to leave without even knowing where he's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, how would that feel for you? God <laughs> said, okay, pack up your things, your children, your wife and children, and I want you to start heading down I-95 or <laughs> heading north on 81. I'll be honest, uh, I would hesitate, <laughs> but knowing God, uh, you know, I'm not, He doesn't always reveal to us beyond the first step. Mm. And uh, that's what He would call Abraham to do. Mm. Take that. So, uh, Amy, you've, you've been in unusual mission settings, I know. What, what can you learn about Abraham from the fact that he was willing to respond to God's call? I think he knew God. He knew God's voice and he didn't question either God's voice or God's purpose for him and God's goodness and God's character. And I think that he trusted that when God called him, that God had a real purpose for that, not just for him to be a blessing, but that in it, he would also be blessed as well. Mm. You know, I was reading in a a book which talks about the life of Abraham called Patriarchs and Prophets that that he was from the line of Seth, so the line that remained faithful to God, right? Mm -hmm. But the idol worship had seeped into his family system. Mm -hmm. So it was a call to leave Mm -hmm. all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So do a scan. You've read perhaps some of the story. Puya, maybe you could help us get started with this. How, How well do you think Abraham did uh, in fulfilling God's mission. I believe uh, he went through many difficult journeys and things did not go smooth. And one might have expected that once God gave the call, the journey would be smooth and easy sailing. But Abraham went through a lot of trials. But I believe the most important point is that he was faithful until the end. Uh, he followed God even along the way, even though he made a few errors in uh, decisions. But he was faithful until the end, and I think he accomplished what God called him to do. I want to hold on to that idea, Puya, because I think there's some application for us later. Uh, Trisha Lee? Yeah, I totally appreciate Puya's comment, and I, I'm just thinking that, you know, we don't have to be perfect for God to use us or to call okay. us. And he calls mm, imperfect mm, people mm, to go do mm you know, the perfect plan that he has for us. And so I think that's amazing. You don't have to feel intimidated, like I'm too small, I'm too broken, I'm too Mm. sinful. God uses the process to make us more perfect, to make us more like him. If God didn't use imperfect people, we'd all have to go home right now, including (laughs) me, and we'd send all the camera people home, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there was an incident, wasn't there, mm -hmm. uh, in the life of Abraham when he was really tested. You remember that story mm. uh, in, yeah. in uh, mm. Genesis uh, chapter 12, 12 right? Yeah. Yes. He, he gets to Pharaoh because of a famine. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that it says he prayed and said, God, what do you want me to do? No. But he went down to, to Egypt. the Nile Delta probably where there was some irrigation and and, uh, and what happens? Anybody remember the story, uh, Gladys? Yeah, he told his wife, you're too beautiful. So why don't you say that you're my sister? And so that I can protect you. So I can protect myself. Oh, so I can protect myself, okay? <laughs> because Pharaoh might kill me because you're so good looking. And, yeah. and what was the outcome of that? Uh, was that joining God in his mission? No. no. <laughs> in fact, who was the person of integrity in the story? Do you remember? Pharaoh. It was Pharaoh. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing telling me that she's your sister when she's your wife? Yeah. Yes. And he rebukes mm. him, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I appreciate what, what Puya said, that God, God can use imperfect people, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, he did learn, and of course the great story, which some of you have heard many times, but someone watching Hope Sabbath School today, mm. they're hearing it for the very first time. And Tricia Lee, it's in Genesis 22. And then, uh, Jamie Jean, I'm going to ask you to read the second part of the story. It, it, it's, how does this story relate to God's mission being fulfilled in the world? Well, let's pick up the story in Genesis 22, verses 1 to 7. Reading from the New King James Version. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Mm. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood mm. of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And then the first half of verse 8 for us, if you could keep reading, Tricia Lee. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. Oh my, that is so beautiful. Where do you see faith in that stepping out with the call of God? He's doing what God's asked him to do. Yeah. Where do you mm -hmm. see f evidences of faith there? Addison. Well, from, from the moment he left his tent, yeah. right. uh, yeah. it's from the very start. But I love, I love what yeah. Trisha Lee just read, the, <laughs> the, the, the verse 8, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. Mm. Yeah, a uh, Jamie Jean. I think, you know, it doesn't say anything about this. He doesn't question it or argue. Whereas maybe in his youth, he would have tried to find a way around it or something, given some of the mistakes he made in his past. But he just, as 
you know, you said he steps out of the tent. He doesn't argue. He doesn't question. This is a man who walked with God and spoke with God. They had a relationship. He could have pushed back, and it doesn't appear that he did. So back to the fact earlier that God uses imperfect people, we can grow mm -hmm. yes. in our yes. faith, right? Yes. But did you notice that little part of verse 5, at the end of verse 5? Mm -hmm. He will, he will, will come back. We, 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 not I will come back, but we will come <laughs> back. Mm. How, how did he think that was going to happen? Yeah. You know? Mm. Because John, he'd been asked to, right. to, to be willing yeah. to offer his son. Abraham had no idea what God would do, but he knew the promise That's that right. through your yeah. descendants, I will bless the world. Right. Yeah. And so he mm. had to take God at his word. Mm. Yes. Mm. There's an insight, uh, Tricia Lee, also in Hebrews, in yes. there. Mm -hmm. Did you go there? I did. Would you read? <laughs> Where's it found? It's Hebrews 11, and it's verse 19. Hebrews um, 11. But we could read 17 and 19 mm -hmm. for a bit more mm -hmm. context. Okay, Hebrews 11, 11 verses 17 and 19. And 19. You know, I love this interactive Bible study where someone lights up and they think of a Bible text that helps us to understand the story, doesn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Read that for the us. The New King James Version says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, mm -hmm. of whom it is said, In Isaac your seed shall be called concluding that mm. God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he was also received in a figurative sense. So mm. what did you notice in verse 17? <laughs> yep, by faith. <laughs> by faith. <laughs> what did you notice? He embraced the promises. Yep. He offered mm -hmm. his, his son. son. Mm -hmm. And not True. He, he planned to. Or yeah. yeah. Planned. He did. Mm -hmm. Yes. In his mm. heart, he did. Mm. Yeah. He did. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like you said, John, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but yeah. we will come back down off the mountain. Mm -hmm. Yes. If necessary, you'll raise them. Where is mission yeah. in that yeah. whole story, John? Mm. I think the venturing out into the realm of the unknown, but mm. knowing that God has commanded and it promises to be with you and that he would fulfill his promise. Mm. Well, uh, we, we're going to pick up a little more of the story Jamie Jean is going to read after her comment. Jamie Jean? I was also going to say that in a sense he's also witnessing to his son who through the promised seed will come. A, you know, this is a man who who by faith has walked with God. He's made his mistakes and he's demonstrating to his son just how strong his faith is and that this is not just about Abraham. It's about his son seeing how God will keep his promises and fulfill what he has said. Back. Beautiful. Amen. Jamie, Jean, stay yes. with us because I want you to read the second half of verse 8 down through mm -hmm. verse 18. Because again, some of us say, Derek, I know this story. But Jamie, Jean, someone may be hearing this amazing story mm -hmm. for the first time. And I like what you said, that, that he's not just witnessing in a kind of a theoretical sense. He's witnessing to his own son, mm. but it's mm -hmm. going to, it's actually a witness to the whole world. Yeah. Amen. Let's continue the story mm -hmm. at the second half of verse 8 of Genesis 22. All right. The New American Standard Bible reads as follows. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood, and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. 
But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Amen. You know, that expression, the angel of the Lord, doesn't mean a created being angel. It's a messenger of the Lord. And that messenger, by myself I have sworn, mm -hmm. that messenger of the Lord is none other than the Son of God who will come into humanity. And what is this whole story about? Mm -hmm. Anybody, what's it about? It's foreshadowing the death of Christ. It is the whole plan of salvation that the Father will give His only Son. Right? God will provide a lamp, my Son. So, what an amazing story. So, if we just stopped here about stepping out of our comfort zone, the call of God, just from this narrative about Abraham, later called Abraham, What's an important lesson? Let me start with you, Amy. What's an important lesson? You've been in many different mission contexts, different countries. You've read this story many times, but here it is again. What, how does God speak to your heart in this story about God's call to mission? That sometimes God calls me to do hard things, um, but it's important to just trust Him in that. Mm -hmm. And I think... Abraham had learned through experiences in his life, step by step, that when God calls, when God asks him to do something, that he he should do it, and that he will he will be blessed through that, and that God will God will come through. God mm. can be trusted. Mm. So it was a step by step journey. So I think <clears throat> was this difficult for him? Absolutely. Mm. But I think it was just the next step in his faith journey with God as well. Amen. Did did he have any idea that this was like, like a global witness? You know, it would. Mm. No. You know, it would be many centuries before Moses would write the story down, right? Mm -hmm. In the book of Genesis. So, well, anybody else? An important lesson, Zindili, you learned from from this man who was, as we pointed out, imperfect. And then, Trisha Lee, I see your hand. Uh, I learned that it is very much important to listen to God. Mm. to keep hearing God when he's talking to us. Because mm. if Abraham stopped uh, in verse 2 where God said, go offer him, and did not listen to God saying, do not do anything to the boy, sometimes keep we have listening. to keep listening <laughs> oh, to wow. God. Mm -hmm. 
So that's really a powerful point. Mm -hmm. Don't only listen when he says go, right. but also listen when he says don't let your hand, right? <laughs> don't stop listening. Mm -hmm. I've got 17 hands raised. <laughs> but I'm going to give Trisha Lee and then a couple of our remotes. That's this is important, yeah. isn't it? It right. is. Right. Powerful it is. lessons here. But thank you for sharing that. Listen here, but don't stop listening. That's, right. mm, that's really powerful, Lindsay yeah. Lee. Um, just thinking about Abraham, I mean, I think about this story, and it's like God is not calling all of us to sacrifice our firstborn child, right. our only child. But when I look at this, it makes me think that um, we're, God isn't calling... Not everybody's going to understand some of the things that God is calling us to mm. do. Mm. And having that faith and trust and hearing God's voice and understanding what he's speaking to me, it doesn't have to make sense to us reading the story. Like, we would never offer my child. It doesn't have to make sense to Travis or Addison. It's really about listening and hearing God's voice. And in time, it all becomes revealed mm. to those people who are watching, your friends, your family. You're like, what are you doing? That sounds so crazy. Where are you leaving your job? Where are you going to this foreign country? We have to hear God's voice and keep trusting that the mm. plan that he has, it might not make sense to anybody else, but it's the path that mm. he has for mm. us. Because God mm. knew that Abraham would be the right person to listen both in the beginning and at the end mm. to have this beautiful example for us of the plan of salvation. Mm. 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 Jamie Jean. I also note that he calls the place the Lord will provide. I think that's a lesson to us as well. And one of my favorite authors said, says in one of her books, I don't remember which book it is, but the, but the phrase stuck with me. The Lord has a thousand ways to answer each of our prayers and each of our needs beyond anything we can ever comprehend, anything we can ever understand. So when we step out in faith, we may only know the first step. And it may not make sense. It might not make sense to us. It might not make sense to those around us. But the Lord has a thousand ways to get you where he needs you to go. And it's beyond anything we as a limited human can plan out, conceive of, and anticipate. Powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Puya, I want to give you an opportunity to share. I, I agree with Jamie. Uh, I, I believe the call of God does not always in, include us seeing all the steps ahead. And I'm thinking about my, my own father um, and his journey of following God's call right around the time I was born, um, uh, an Adventist church elder befriended my dad and started studying the Bible with him. And it took him three years of uh, studying the Bible uh, for him to finally make the decision to uh, accept whatever the word of God was teaching and uh, joined the Seventh-day Adventist church. And my parents started a business, uh, a school, and it was a very successful a boarding school uh, in Myanmar. And uh, in the middle of that success, my father had been feeling a strong call from God to join the mission full time as a pastor. And so my parents prayed about it and decided to sell everything we had and uh, go to a seminary uh, to, to continue his further studies. And with that, my family left our homeland, Myanmar, to go to the Philippines and my dad uh, studied at the seminary. And uh, many times we were worried about where our, you know, our future was going to be at and our finance was running low and many times we had to pray, but God provided every step of the way. And right around the time my father finished his studies, he received a call to pastor uh, a Mizo speaking church in Maryland. With that, my whole family moved to the United States. And now uh, I am also serving in the mission field full-time as a pastor, 
Now I think back on um, the the first decision that my dad made to uh, to follow wherever God leads, and it's just amazing to see that God always provide when we want to join Him in the mission. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much Amen. for sharing. Well, um, amazing. Uh, we could stop right there, but I want to hyperspace to the New Testament. Sometimes, listen carefully. Sometimes God may allow a crisis mm -hmm. to move us out of our comfortable place. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. And it may be a sickness in the family. Mm -hmm. It may be a financial setback. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be just a feeling that there's got to be more to life than this. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. I want to, to look in Acts chapter 4, at a, uh, 8, excuse me, Acts chapter 8, 1 to 4, at a crisis that occurred. Mm -hmm. And uh, John, would you read that for us? Right before it, a, a man of God is stoned to death. Mm. Mm. Uh, the crisis is, is he going to kill us all? Mm -hmm. But let's see what happens in Acts 8, verses 1 to 4. From the New International Version, it says, And Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Mm. And now I want you to read on just verse the first few words of verse 5 mentions a name. What name is that? Philip. Now, which Philip is that? There are several Philips, right? Mm -hmm. Phil one Philip was one of the 12, right? Mm -hmm. Friend of uh, Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. But there's another Philip. Right. This would have been one of the seven from chapter 6 who okay. were called. Yep. He was called to be a deacon, which mm -hmm. was yep. sharing in the food distribution and right. so on. Mm -hmm. But read on in the story because it appears that Philip's willing to step out of his comfort zone. Verses 5 to 8. Sure. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. Mm. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Mm. Wait a minute. What was his job description? He was a deacon. He was, he was a, a deacon, deacon, food distribution, yeah. and I'm sure he did that faithfully, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But what is he willing to do as the Holy Spirit Ooh. leads him? Preach. 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 Yep. Heal. 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 Cast out demons. Cast out demons. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the really interesting part, and you'll want to study more about Philip. He's one of actually becoming one of my heroes, I guess, of the New Testament, because once God sees his willingness to what? To step, step out. Step out of his comfort zone. What other story is recorded? We don't, we're not going to read it, but mm. someone can tell me the story. Mm. Addison, do you know the story? Yeah, the, about the Ethiopian, Ethiopian. eunuch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in, in an angel the, says to him, <laughs> go down the go road, down the road yeah. leading to D Gaza. And yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Luke says, this is desert. Mm -hmm. What would be the human response? Uh, what is there? Yeah. Why? <laughs> nothing there, God. Nothing between here and Gaza. Yeah. But instead, it says he went. He went. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Addison, what does he meet on the way? He meets the uh, the Ethiopian. 
from the Ethiopian eunuch and gets to share with him the gospel. A government official. A government mm -hmm. official, mm -hmm. yes. Now, I looked on Google Maps because at some point during the Bible study, by the way, guided by the Holy Spirit, the Ethiopian says, uh, well, here's water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went on Google mm -hmm. Maps and I don't see any water between Jerusalem and Gaza. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. Didn't the text mm -hmm. say it was what? Much water. It was Much desert, water. desert, desert. Yeah. right? Yeah. Now, there might be an oasis, but I didn't see one. So is God able to create mm -hmm. an oasis mm -hmm. for an right. Ethiopian mm -hmm. official yeah. who wants to be baptized? Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> or is that beyond his ability? Oh, wow. Certainly not. Mm -hmm. And then he's hyperspaced after the baptism to a place called Azotus, mm -hmm. which I didn't even know where it was. I had to mm -hmm. look it up. Mm -hmm. And from there, he preaches all the way up the Mediterranean coast to Caesarea. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And when Paul's coming back on a missionary journey, he stays at the house of Philip the Evangelist, mm -hmm. he's called now, mm -hmm. who was one of the seven, it mm -hmm. says, mm -hmm. who had four daughters who prophesied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what do you, uh, by the way, people say, well, were they four prophets or were they four preachers who prophesied? Either way, that's a pretty amazing family, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yes. <laughs> what, what can we learn from that New Testament character about a crisis caused them to scatter, but he's like, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, what can we learn? If we're willing to be used however God wants to use us, then he will direct our path, mm -hmm. and that choice will impact further decisions in our family mm -hmm. and those around us. Mm -hmm. And I want to go beyond, and Stephanie's absolutely right, I want to go beyond that a little, and, and uh, Amy, I see your hand raised. It's not only going to affect future decisions, but it may affect something else. Amy? Somebody in a previous lesson said that God is more interested in our availability than our capability. And that just really strikes me, that it's not about what I'm able to do or what I'm confident doing or what I'm comfortable doing or what I'm skilled to do. It's about whether I'm willing to let God use me or not. And I see that very much in the story of Philip. But, but let's go back to if he's not so interested in our capability as our availability, why is our capability, Travis, not that big an, of an issue for God? Because it's God who qualifies us yeah. for the position. <laughs> right. I mean, what's happening in the story of Philip? Mm. Yeah. It's supernatural yeah, activity. Right. Yeah. So it's not only affecting his decisions, it is affecting his capacity mm -hmm. Amen. right yes. yeah to do what god asked him to do gladys right. the thing is that when we orchestrate things then we can take the glory and we do safe and things we do, right yeah we do <laughs> safe <laughs> things but when we go beyond to what to god's want for us then he gets all the glory so yeah. let's look at peter now peter he's Amen. when is peter you say many times but i'm thinking of one particularly recorded in acts 10 but there may be others when is peter pushed way out of his comfort zone hmm. mm. <laughs> tell me someone samuel yeah. i think when the roman centurion cornelius you know sends people i uh, you know to god through a vision tells cornelius go and find this man peter and god comes to peter and he says peter you know uh go you know he gives him a vision through which god shows peter that he needs to go out of his comfort zone and then he's going to this gentile nation mm -hmm. which is very very unthinkable for a jewish mindset to go and minister to such people yeah. not not even wanting to go into a gentile household yeah. right mm -hmm. yes but he was shown that you should 
call no man unclean, common or unclean, unclean. Mm -hmm. pushes him out of his comfort zone. Mm. Now, if you know anything about Peter, um, how easy was that for him? Mm. Oh, very difficult. <laughs> Amy, do you know? Do you know how easy? You say, oh, I guess it was really easy. Yeah. How easy was it for Peter to say, okay, welcome all the Gentiles. Why don't you come over to my house? Um, I think it was, it, it was both a personal thing because he really, truly believed that the gospel was just for the Jews, that it wasn't for anybody else. And so God was pushing him personally. But then when I think about it, the social impact that that had too, what would his friends think? What would the other church members think when he starts casting his net a little bit further? Because it wasn't just his belief. This was a whole cultural belief, a whole societal belief. And so now he's all of a sudden is standing up and going against the norm. That's really kind of an awkward place to be. Yes. Wasn't there a time when some religious officials came from Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah. Talk about Amy. Talk about pressure, Amy. Yeah. Uh, when they came, what what did Peter do? He separated himself That's from right. the Gentiles. And 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 who was quick to rebuke him? Paul. <laughs> who, by the way, had had his own struggles too, hadn't he? Yes. Yeah. But but had realized that the God's call to mission mm -hmm. is for everybody. That's yes. Right. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in our last section, we need to talk. What does this mean about us? Mm. Uh, what, what are we learning about being willing to step out of our comfort zone, uh, maybe looking at a crisis differently and mm. saying, okay, not God, why are you allowing this to happen? But what do you want to teach me in this? Mm -hmm. uh, what are some things we can learn? Well, let's read a text first. Uh, Zendili, if you read Acts chapter 1 for us, verse 8. We, we've read it already in this series, but it's kind of a foundational text about God's mission mm -hmm. and my mm -hmm. mission. What does uh, Jesus say there in Acts 1 and verse 8? Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come unto you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria mm -hmm. and to the end of the earth. Amen. We know we need power, yep. but yeah. but we start where? Right here, Jerusalem. Right where we are. Mm -hmm. Now, Travis, I'm going to ask you a question because I know while you grew up youngster in a Christian family, went far away, coming back, family mm -hmm. members that you know and love who don't know the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Some people say sometimes it's the hardest mm -hmm. to witness to the people closest to you. Yeah. Is that true or is that, uh, what do you think? I think that is true. I think, he, I think my brother, I remember him one time telling me, when you first started preaching, I didn't even want to hear you preach. Oh. <laughs> because he knew everything. He knew everything about me, you know. Uh, and it's not that I'm some great guy now, but now he says, I look forward to come hearing you preach now. Mm. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it's difficult because people know, especially those close right. to you, they know right. your imperfections. They know the life that <laughs> you lived, and they're like, this can't be real. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, mm. it's a difficult thing. But it sounds like we should start in Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Judea would be like the area around Samaria. That was difficult. Yeah. Est, end of the world. Then you've got culture, language, all of the above, right? Yes. Gladys and then Jamie Jean. Yeah, my father was going through a difficult situation, and he is a pastor. And I felt impressed that I needed to minister to him. Mm -hmm. 
that God wanted me to give him a special message. That's a and little was, bit out of the comfort zone. Yes, to, and it was so hard because I said, he's a pastor. How can I minister to him? And just God kept impressing me, share this with him. He needs this. So I called him up and I was shaking. And I said, Dad, <laughs> you know, this situation that you're going through, I want to share this with you. Mm. And mm. it was the hardest thing for me to, to do that. Mm. But I realized that when God tells you to minister to, to those that are around you, so you can know that he is the one that works through you mm. wow. and not that it's on your own or because your skills or what you know, but it's him giving you the grace. Powerful. Powerful. I hope your dad's listening. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. Jamie Jean. I think too. So in both my husband and I situations, we are the only um, people who have been converted in our families. And so I'm trying to witness to my parents, which are, you know, non-Christian. They were very hurt by the church growing up. So I was raised basically in an atheist household. And it's very difficult because you know all the hurts, you know the history, you know, you know all the landmines. And what I found is sometimes God sends you help. And so in my case, my husband oftentimes can get further with my parents and have those really blessed interactions. And I can feel the Holy Spirit working. And then it's the same vice versa with his family. Like I'm able to get further with his family and he's able to get further with my family. So we're working as a team. <laughs> um, but, it, but I think there's also this mental block where you have to pray and you have to pray for the spirit because in the case of my family situation, you know, we have the death of a child. We have all the, the, the painful things that happened to my parents growing up under the guise of the church. Uh, and I know all those landmines. And so I'm held back by them. And so in a, in a sense, God has sent me help. And so my husband and I work in tandem. And oftentimes what I found is my biggest witness to, to my parents is just the way I act. And just how our lives are and this in the sense of peace and comfort and, and that goes a long ways and sometimes i think my own children uh, do a better job than i do with my own parents because you have the innocence of a child the innocence of my daughter speaking to my mother speaking to my father about god and jesus and his love and it's, it's really amazing to watch and it's really powerful jamie stay right there stay on the screen because right behind her <laughs> is be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Thank you for that testimony. Yep. Whatever God has in store for each one of us, including mm -hmm. you watching on Hope Sabbath School today, what is the best way to prepare for whatever God has as the next step for us? Mm. Trisha Lee, give me one. <laughs> one, what would be just got a couple of minutes here, but maybe if you can share, what would be one important step, whatever God has in store in terms of joining him in his mission? Be humble. Okay. A spirit of humility. Stephanie? Stay connected to Jesus. Staying connected to him. Puya? Be willing. Be willing. Be available. <laughs> yes. As Amen. we said earlier. Addison? Patience. Being patient. Mm. Be patient. Okay. For his timing. Samuel? Mm -hmm. Surrender. Oh. Surrender. Mm -hmm. Surrender my agenda, my control. Yes. What else? What uh, Best preparation. How about daily asking you will Prayer. receive power mm -hmm. when the uh, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I, I love, Jamie Jean, thank you for your testimony. Uh, yeah. It's so dynamic, isn't it, when mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's at work. And, 
Okay, Jamie Jean, I'm going to use you today, but I'm going to use your child tomorrow. And I'm going to use your husband the next day. Yes. And that saying, we're, we're humble, we're available, mm -hmm. whatever God wants to do. Yeah. Anybody else want to share? Prayer. Prayer, yeah. for sure. Bible promise, we just got a minute left. What <laughs> promise just jumps out at you as we say, I want to stay available to what God has uh, next in the mission? Travis? Derek, we've repeated this verse um, several times in the study, and it's Matthew 28. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew 28, I think 18 through 20. All authority? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We go under, because God, Jesus has been given all authority, it, it ends with the promise that I will be with you to the end of Amen. the year. Amen. And I'll be with you until always, 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 even to the yeah. end yeah. of the age. What a great study. We're not done, but we're out of time. <laughs> you are listening and you're saying, God has got a call on me, doesn't he? Yes. I may not know all of what it is, but I, I want to surrender with a spirit of humility. Say, God, I'm available. Please guide me by your spirit and, and go beyond what I could possibly do in my own wisdom, my own strength. And when I see miracles happen, mm. praise amen. the Lord. Favorite Hebrew word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him all of the glory because we are part of a great miracle of God, part of God's mission preparing all of his precious children that will accept for the soon coming of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, what a precious study. And we thank you for faithful men and women of God like Abraham and Moses and Mary. And there's so many in the scripture. Dorcas, I, we think of many who were willing to just say, God, show me and I'll do it. I'll step out. And when miracles happen, God, they gave you glory. And we want Amen. to live like that, too. And I thank you for hearing our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. This could turn your life upside down, but it will be a joy to follow wherever God leads. Take what you've learned today, my friend. Go out. Be a blessing to those around you.